The following was recorded on July 30th, 2007. I'm in a little different place than I was when I recorded this, but I have decided to extend Season 1. The following episode will be titled Surface, Unconscious, Heart. Don't rush them. Don't rush them at all. As I'm bombing down I-5, 70 miles an hour, just south of Mount Vernon, Washington, uh, doing episode number 47, I believe. I, uh, speed kills, you know, I, I guess I'm, what I want to announce here in this show is that I'm not quite ready to do Season 2 yet, and so what I've decided is that I'm going to continue Season 1. Now, Season 1, for me, it was a time of healing, and it continues to be, and that's why I have made this executive decision as the uh, captain of the the good ship ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity, my email is russ at asi247.org, by the way. So, yeah, I'm continuing uh, season one. I do want to eventually uh, take down season one and start season two, but until I am ready, I'm not going to, and I don't want to speed myself up too fast and start doing things that I'm not ready for. And I'm not ready to move into, uh, I guess, full-time ministry, so to speak. Uh, Kind of setting that up. I'm still setting that up. I'm still writing. But the main thing that I want to get across to you as the listeners of ASI is that I don't want this to be about me. I don't want this to be about making a living at something, uh, some ministry, like I'm some uh, minister standing at a pulpit or something, and the the thing that I fear about myself is that I would ever get to the point where I, uh, I look at this thing as a paycheck or a way to, you know, my next money coming in the door, and so I don't want it to ever be that, and I don't want to ever look at the Bible as a textbook or look at you as as the listeners as uh, my customers you know like I'm in a business or something I want I think that this is deeper than that I think that uh, you know I I think that this this ASI this, this radio show this podcast that you're listening to right now is basically the beginning of something that's bigger than me you know first of all um I guess the reason that you listen, I think, is that I, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that I'm real and I'm genuine, and and that's true. 
I, I never ever wanted to be this kind of uh, you know here's what I did follow me you know I guess I did to a certain degree in the fact that I never had a me that has had any victory that I could follow so I have had some victory and in, 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 in that sense I guess that's another reason you listen being stuck in the behavior um, I started on the on the notion that I've gone a year without porn I'm, I've gone no you know two years plus I, I've almost gone two years now almost to uh, total freedom from sex addiction but I, I want you to listen because I guess just because I need I need to bounce stuff off of you and I need to know that that what I'm doing is not it's not religion a and it's not uh, it's not self-help <laughs> either and when I say it's not religion I want you to to understand that I'm a Christian um, if you're offended by that I don't blame you as I've said in the past but uh, understanding what that means and understanding that you know I'm not innovative that my way of doing recovery is not anything new it's actually very very old um, and returning to that I guess it's kind of retro if there's anything new about what I talk about it's it's retro and the fact that going back to what the church was back in biblical times um, is something I want to talk about a little bit today and is what of what uh, what I mean by continuing season one and not you know not looking at myself as some kind of a, a guru which I've always said I'm not I've always uh, held to the Danny Bonaducci analogy and for those of you in not in the United States, or for those of you who've never heard of that reality show, uh, you can go back and listen to some past shows, and you'll you'll understand what I mean by that. But Danny Bonaduce was a child star, did a did a reality show, and basically he said, uh, "I'm a car accident, and you have every right to slow down and look at the car accident." And basically, this reality show was him going through recovery on a number of things, and that's what this show is about for me. While I have some victory in sex addiction, the victories that I need to have in other things are still to come. They're still on the horizon. And, uh, you know, that's what I want to express to you, show to you, walk through that with you, and answer some of your questions to help me look at where I was when I was in your shoes. If you're a sex addict, if you have this behavior that is controlling you, you don't control it, whatever it might be, uh, especially with sexuality because it cuts to the core of your heart and who you are as a person it cuts down to your identity um, I want I want your email I want you to bounce this stuff off how what I say hits you because um, heart memory is 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 different than cognitive memory I believe that that there is uh, there's a part of your heart that remembers things that your mind, you know, doesn't hold as long because I think your heart is is separate from your mind to a certain extent. That's why we do things and we don't know why we do them. That's why repentance is so important. 
And I wanted to talk about that today, uh, what that means. I've, I've done shows on repentance. I looked up the word in the dictionary, which basically means uh, repentance is feeling bad for a certain behavior or attitude and wanting to make amends or, or wanting to make a change or being motivated to make a change. That's what repentance is. And it is basically the cornerstone of what I believe in recovery. And I wanted to address that a little bit because there seems to be in religion and in secular psychology and in philosophy, if you look at modern day college campuses nowadays, this idea that we've evolved as a society, as the Western culture, as the English speaking world, that is listening to my voice right now that we have evolved past all this blood and gore and war and stuff like that and first of all that's not true I mean we we can't revert back to that fairly quickly I think we've just set up a, the authority and the laws to the certain degree where we have fear of the law of the human law above us and that's why we uh, we don't have a coup like here in the United States of America places that have coups or places that have dictators you know people will say that that you know they're this primitive type of sociology so sociology majors and philosophy majors and all these people they talk about uh, this constant what are they doing and this is something that they teach in seminary a lot uh, in religion as well and it goes back to, you know, reading the Bible for, you know, maybe the, maybe we've evolved past the Bible. I mean, you know, maybe we can throw out big parts of the Old Testament because they don't really matter because we've evolved past that. I've always, I've said, you know, what I believe about the Old Testament Levitical law is basically God setting up how things are. You know, you Adam and Eve and that whole story about the, the snake and the apple and you know, it goes back to Sir Isaac Newton having the uh, apple fall on his head, you know. I mean, that is law. As gravity, gravity can suck. And speed kills. So, basically what I believe, and pulling this back around to religion, sociology, psychology, philosophy, is basically this, and it's, it's, it's not doing a heart evaluation. I'm not talking about doing a self-evaluation, kind of a 12-step, step four type of thing. Um, but what I'm saying is a heart evaluation is, is much deeper than that, and that is repentance in, in a real way. Like, for example, a lot of these guys looking at the Bible as is kind of we've evolved past that, and we, you know we can accept certain things and throw out certain things because you know we, we've evolved past that. Is basically that attitude comes from the the standpoint of I don't need to look into my own self. I need to try and fix and preach from the standpoint that looking at society as a whole and you know judging that or trying to fix that or trying to explain that away when I think it's it's deeper than that and I, and I don't think in recovery everything works for everyone I think it's a 
case-by-case basis, but that case-by-case basis, that self-evaluation, which is, you know, that's cognitive. Heart level, heart evaluation is saying, what in me is beneath my subconscious, my cognitive thought, my habits. Because addiction, when I say addiction, I'm basically talking about habits, all right? I'm talking about the habits that I have, like hostility, and I've come a long ways in that, and I still revert back to my angry, you know, guy-based, wanting-to-fight type of thing sometimes, verbal, you know, pawn slots and things like this. But I'm, I'm getting... That stuff is getting weaker as I break the habit, and that, and that hasn't happened yet. I'm still, I'm still breaking the habit. I'm still seeing it. I'm still understanding it. I'm still working through it in my heart, and that's what repentance is. And I, and I guess that's what I want you to understand about cognitive, subconscious, and heart. And I'm writing about all three things of this in my book, and a big chapter of my book is going to be called Knowing Your Heart, because I think people can really not know their heart. Like, they want everybody else on the outside to to get them, you know? It's like, I'm this person, and, and it goes back to identity, and that's what I believe Jesus was talking about when he says, you need to become like a child, you know, all these religious people get around Jesus, and they say, who is the best in the kingdom of God, you know, how can I become the greatest in the kingdom of God, you know, and they're sitting down with their notepads, and they're waiting for this profound philosophical answer from Jesus, and he just, you know, he says, hey, little kid, come here, and, and grabs this little child and puts him in his lap and says, you need to become like this child that's what you need to become like and I believe that what that is is identity is breaking down your identity and that goes back to my American Idol analogy is you know a lot of people think things that just aren't true you know they think things about their identity that are simply not true and they are very very adamant and emotional and matter of fact about it I can sing American Idol um, in, in uh, UK you guys had a uh, similar show, Simon Cowell, I guess, is a producer of it, and, and basically it's a singing competition, and, you know, I don't know about Australia and how what you guys got going on there, but basically this singing competition where people um, join the singing competition, and big parts of the, some of the most uh, watched parts of that show are the auditions, where these people come in and really thinking that they can sing, man, and they're, they're horrible. And they and they belt out these tunes that are just horrific, and and they sound just horrible. I mean, you know, but they really feel like they they do it. They really feel like they they got it. You know, heard Mark Driscoll talk to about how he goes to different churches and tries to help these churches that are struggling and falling apart. And one of them, this this woman was singing, and she was just terrible. You know, she was awful, and and after the service, the, the Mark goes to the pastor and says, uh, "Well, what's up with the the woman singing?" And the pastor says, "Well, well, she sure loves Jesus." And he's like, "Well, can't she love Jesus doing something else?" Because she may, you know, in her heart, she may think that she can sing, but she can't. And there's things about us that we we think that we know, that we think we have our head wrapped around, that we think that we're even good at that we're not, that we need to work on, 
that we need to grow in. You know, a good voice coach can make anybody sing. I mean, seriously, I've heard people that are horrible that a, a voice coach can sit down with them and get them to actually sing and sound palatable. And it's like playing guitar. It's like uh, learning an instrument. It's it's going to take practice and it's going to take work. And breaking a habit is that. Breaking a habit is that. And that is repentance. And it starts with repentance. It starts with uh, laying our life against the law, the Levitical Old Testament law, the, the Ten Commandments, the basic preschool Ten Commandments, and, and looking at that going, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not doing that. How do I do that? How do I break some of these things, and how do I get to peace? How do I get to harmony? How do I get to where I'm playing that instrument in God's orchestra? And I see my place in God's orchestra, and I, and I I break down before Him is where it starts, and just down on my knees and going, man, I I don't get it. And that's where transformance comes in. I'm not talking about conforming to, you know, breaking these habits on on a mind, you know, cognitive, like an bear down and white knuckle it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being transformed from the inside out. And that's what I talk about with heart knowledge. Like if you just try and break a habit from the outside, um, you're you're probably going to get discouraged and eventually quit. And that's why I talk about so much that a big part, if there's any huge part of, I mean, number one, how did I break the addiction? Uh, Submitting to the, or committing to the process. Not so much submission, but commitment to the process and what submission is is basically saying there's things about me that aren't right and that I need to solve and that I need to fix and that Jesus can do that and, and I need to make the decision to first of all say I'm broken I'm not right I need help Jesus, please save me, help me. And I think number one is knowing how much God loves us. I think that's a big part of it. Any problems that you have with God, please, you know, email me. If you cannot, you know, if you don't get your mind around religion, if you think I'm just some religious freak, if you think that this is behavior replacement, I'm going to replace my addiction behavior with my religion behavior. That's not what I'm talking about here. It's not. Repentance is not that. It can be, and I think that's when we get to surfacey religion. So religion, I totally believe that religion can be a crutch, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a relationship with God, and that is deeper than religion. It was the religious people that killed Jesus, okay? It was the religious people that said, I'm better than you, to Jesus, all right? They would not repent they did you know they just wanted to keep doing their their law stuff so that's what i'm talking about you know is doing that self evaluation what is good for me what is bad for me what what you know in this season do i need to stay away from um what do i need to work through what are my triggers you know that's a great question to ask yourself. What are my triggers? 
Because I think you can move past your triggers. I really do. Eventually, you can move past your triggers if you get your heart right. Like, I'm not this guy, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, that, you know, the alcoholic that that 10 years after he's quit drinking, if he has a glass of wine, he's going to fall off the wagon and become a raging alcoholic again. I don't think that guy's free, all right? I don't think that guy's free. I'm sorry, I just that's what I believe and that's how I feel. If, if you think that one glass of wine is going to knock you off the edge and you're going to, you know, totally revert back to being a, an alcoholic, that's just not truth. Okay, that's not that's not fact. And and I, I want you to understand that where you're at now, you know, you have to have people around you who know you. Part of this is in community. You're going to have to get to know people. You're going to have to break out of your shell a little bit. You're going to have to do some heart surgery. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. This is carrying the cross, all right? This is being baptized by fire, you know? I think going and getting dipped in the water and baptism, I think that's great. And that can be kind of a uh, rite passage, you know? It can be a, a religious thing that, that is kind of a benchmark, a sign, a post in the road. But being baptized by fire is, you know, is biblical too. And what that means is carrying a cross and, and having to go through some uncomfortable pain. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be tough. But I'll promise you this, it's going to be a lot easier and it's going to be a lot less pain in the long run than having to uh, having to deal with what happens if you don't, alright, if you let your behavior, if you let your addiction take over if you let this porn thing take you over you know don't get to where you have to, you know have your wife take an AIDS test you know, don't get to that point and that's my prayer for you is that you understand what that means by repentance that we're not that we're not in this religion game or this psychological game or this philosophical or this sociological you know the more you get you and the more you can walk in who you are the less problems you have with the process the, the less you start to question the process, like I said, it gets inside you and it flows out from the inside. Please, if you don't understand that, ask me what that means. I'm not talking about stuffing, you know, knowledge, more knowledge in you from the outside. That's not what I'm saying. If you're reading the Bible to get it in you from the outside, read it for to get to read you. Get read scripture to read you. Read it to say Jesus, help me. How? What am? What am I doing? What am I not doing? What's wrong with me? How can I? How can I sync up with you? How can I join your symphony? How can I pick up my, my violin, my guitar, my tuba, my accordion, whatever your your instrument is, that God has made you for. That's part of your individuality, your purpose. And I don't think it's earning a million dollars or being a ministry guy who saves a bunch of people. I think that it's far deeper than that. And it starts with your wife and it starts with your kids. It starts with your family. I just talked to a counselor who said something very wise. He said, you want to serve Jesus, stay single. You want to be Jesus, get married. 
because that is carrying the cross and that is being that is being Jesus that is the gospel you don't run from your spouse to God that's religion you run to your spouse through God and that comes from inside your heart it's love it flows out of you God is already inside you he's not some something on the outside that you run to in order to escape your family I want you to understand that as well. So please um, email me with this stuff. If you don't understand, uh, I will explain or I'll point you back to a previous show. And and keep in touch with me. Um, the last, I mean, part of this is you're you're listening to my voice and, and there's a big part of you, especially if you're kind of ADD like me, is to just turn this, this off or you turn off your iPod and, and you've, you know, maybe I touched on some of your heartstrings and your your memory, your cognitive memory just shuts me down. And you don't go to your computer later. And you don't send that email. Um, I pray that you maybe jot a note down right now after you turn off the iPod. I'm ending the show right pretty dang soon. And I, I want you to do that. Just jot a note down. If there's something that I said that, that maybe hits you the wrong way or doesn't make sense. Or, or there's part of your journey that uh, you want to interject. I pray that you do that because you know part of the show is a uh, is it's it's a interactive show. It always has been, and I don't want to get away from that. It's kind of like doing group. So thanks for listening. Remember, uh, slow down, listen to your family a little bit. Get some emotional investment with your wife or your kids this week. Because speed kills. It's part of the law. Speed can kill us. Just like light. Burn in the sun. It can cause a sunburn. I mean, this is part of the law. All right, It's not some religious outside thing. It's We live in it. We walk in it. It's as part of the law as the natural law is of gravity. It is the natural law. So, slow down a little this week. Put down the computer. Invest in your wife. Listen to her. Talk to her. Your kids. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to do that. I continue to do that. I'm working on that every day. When I'm with her, I'm with her. I need to focus on that. Sometimes I can be playing a game with her, be on the computer, and, and I did that, you know. I wasn't with her. Emotionally invest is to slow down because speed kills. Thanks for listening. The website is asi247.org. My email is russ at asi247.org. Or if that doesn't work, if I don't respond to you, you can contact me through C, the letter C, R U S S S H A W, that's three S's, at gmail.com. So the letter C, Russ Shaw, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.